first thing you tell anyone about Calgary. You're like the Rocky Mountains. What, what it was like when you first got to this? What's the story? Hey everyone, this is our podcast. I'm Archit. I'm a fourth year medical student. And I'm Alyssa. I'm also a fourth year medical student. So Archit, what did you do today at the hospital? It was really cool. We got to do ultrasound and guided IVs today. Pretty awesome. Did you get it? I, did, I got two of them out of five. Honestly, better than me. I'm, I'm currently zero for three on all IVs I've ever done. So it's like you, there's like a needle with a catheter around it. So you introduce the needle and then once you're in the vein, there'll be a little bit of blood that you see so you know you're in it. And then you're supposed to advance the catheter like along the needle into the vein. Um, but what happened was like, I, so I got the flash, I was so excited and like, she was like advance the catheter and I hit the button that retracts the needle before the catheter was in. So then we had to stick her again. So I think it's important to talk about our journey to medical school for pre-med. You don't have to do biology or like a straight biology. Yeah. I do. I chose kinesiology just because it gave me more understanding of human body. You got to work with a lot of people, so you got used to that. And I was interested in that kind of research aspect of things, because the program I chose had a lot of stroke research and clinical side of research, which you could get on. It just kind of made a path for me to like get into med school through that path. Yeah, I I have a, like a similar story, I think, except I think that one of the differences is I wasn't super sure I wanted to do medical school. I think it was always on the radar, but I also didn't choose an undergraduate major that was like a typical like pre-med major. Like mm-hmm. I also didn't do biology or like biochemistry or anything like that. Um, I did biomedical engineering and I did it for like a lot of the same reasons you listed. It lets you kind of learn about the human body from like a different perspective. And I think that's kind of important too for applying to medical school is you just want to show application committees that like you're doing something you're passionate about. So I think you having that interest in like the research aspect, just like the interest in the field of kinesiology beyond just satisfying like prereqs for med school, like I think that definitely made you a much more well-rounded applicant. There's an underlying like minimum knowledge you need to start medical school, but how you get that knowledge and what you enhance that knowledge with is is entirely up to you and should be driven by what you're interested in. Yeah. I personally had no idea what my study style was coming into medical school, um, and like when I did engineering, it's it's a very different like just topic to like master. So like engineering, like you kind of learn you learn the method and then like your exams are all about applying it. So you just get a bunch of different scenarios and you just apply the same formulas that you learned to get to the solution. So I guess like there wasn't a lot of like rote memorization. Um, So that was, for me, that was the most shocking thing (laughs) when I started med school was, um, I just like didn't realize like how much you were expected Mm -hmm. to memorize in such a short amount of time. And I was, I just remember being like completely blindsided because I was like, I've never learned how to retain information at Mm. this level. Like I have never learned how to take four chapters of whatever and be able to like 
answer questions about it. Oh, for sure. Because like, especially like undergrad just gives you a very solid base of who you are and like what kind of person you are and how do you study. Because as an 18 year old, when you come in, you don't know, you go to a different school, you're out, maybe out of the city, you have to overcome a lot of different aspects. And there are a bunch of researched ways to study, but you study very different and I study very differently and it tends to work out. I spent the entire first semester trying different study techniques. Luckily, like our school did a really good job like showing us all the different types of techniques and connecting us with students with lots of different study styles so that we could see what they do, see what worked for them and kind of try like our own flavor of it. Yeah, I feel like it like med school itself is a completely different scale of memorization it's hard to cope up quickly enough understand and break through that barrier because there there's so many people coming up and they're saying oh i'm doing onki and mm. i'm like going through like i'm studying four hours a day but there were people who studied like six hours a day four hours a day and they were fine it's just you have to be efficient in the way you're doing it taking breaks my roommates like look down on taking breaks but like you have to refresh yourself because if you're going through a whole cardiophysiology chapter you you can memorize every fact in like one sitting you brought up two good points one you brought up your roommates and how like they looked down on you taking breaks i think there's like a lot to unpack right there so one is you it's it's really hard to not compare yourself to others but that's something you have to be really mindful of because like you said, like even you and I, like we've both been really successful in medical school and we have completely different ways that we are successful and it looks very different for each of us. And the other thing um, was like the actual act of taking breaks. So one of the things kind of like one of the other big adjustments when both starting medical school and for us like going to like a Caribbean medical school and, and moving to a new country is kind of like making sure to prioritize and like take care of yourself like mentally emotionally and like you know and whatever that means to you people like they kept saying like hey like you shouldn't be talking to your friend you should be just focusing on your like studies that's your only main goal but everyone has a different support style my family was a good support that helped me through like it's still like it's a very good support I have and everyone has a different support. You get a lot, a lot of advice, especially in the first few months of med school. Your seniors will come tell you things, Your everyone will tell you things. But going back to the undergrad part, you have done four years. You went from like 18, 17 to like 22. You grew into something and you were good enough to get into med school. You know yourself. That's why you are there. I think even that, like we had very different experiences. <laughs> like I had very prominent like imposter syndrome. And and I've, I've felt this a couple of times since. But like the first time I ever experienced it was when I got into medical school. You know, like did they make a mistake? Like did they, did they you know, like did they look at my whole application? Like these people are all really smart. Like am I supposed to be here? Like, you know what I mean? And I, and I talked to a lot of my friends at the time and they, a lot of them felt the same. So I just want to normalize that like that's also a very normal feeling when you start medical school is like you feel kind of like inadequate or... Um, you're like not sure if you're supposed to be there but you absolutely are and 
like he said, like they you wouldn't have gotten accepted if they didn't believe that you were supposed to be there and that you could do it. For imposter syndrome, I always have it. You always go through that, like I'm not meant to be here. Especially when you meet other people and they they bring out like the amount they have worked and they have amazing researches. Someone would have like great scores or something with around those lines, and you always start comparing yourself and then you go through that rabbit hole of you're not worthy enough. So I moved from university to Calgary, and then I moved to Grenada for medical school. It was a beautiful island, much more fun. But when we got there. Med school itself is so difficult, so you didn't really get to enjoy it as much. So I am originally from Connecticut, uh, which is a small state in the northeast of the U.S. I lived there for like all through high school, and then I moved to Boston for undergrad, where I went to Wentworth Institute of Technology to study biomedical engineering. First day was like pretty hectic because my flight itself was like sixteen, seventeen hours long, and I was not going. It was like as long as going back to. Delhi. For those of you that don't know, only like two places in the U.S. actually fly to Grenada, so you have to get from wherever you are to one of those two places. Mm-hmm. And if you're not anywhere near there, it's never, it's never easy. But I was hoping I'd get one bag, but none of my bags showed up. None of them. None of them. I have never heard this story. So none of my bags showed up, and the bag was holding my carry-on just like, just to have. A, like something for a few days but I didn't pack any sweaters or anything uh, old pillows bed sheets nothing I just had my laptop I just bought from the bookstore like a sweater and it took five days to get my bags finally oh they did come though. yeah and finally after five days and I had to go back to the airport and grab the bags and the biggest mistake I made while getting there is like I packed these like oh like, like a duffel yeah like, like a, a duffel giant bag duffel. <laughs> I had to drag them across campus. <laughs> I am just picturing, <laughs> like, just these giant bags. Like, that's miserable. Yeah. I I had, like, a also a horrible first day, but, like, for a different reason. So I lived off campus. So I brought my dog to the island, which meant that I could not live in the dorms. Although that is not a rule anymore. Um, so I signed a lease for an apartment sight unseen because it was in Grenada. Um, I was just hoping that after I wired the money <laughs> that <laughs> I would have an apartment there. So I, I get dropped off at the apartment. Miraculously, there is an apartment there for me. <laughs> um, so I get there, bring my bag in. But this was like a couple of days before classes started, but it was also during carnival. Um, so nothing was open mm. anywhere, and I didn't know that. And I also didn't have Wi-Fi, had no service. And I didn't know how close I lived to like a food place. And I didn't know how to like leave my apartment and like go. In. I didn't know where the buses were. Like I didn't know when they came. Like I had no idea about anything. So um, all I had packed in my bag for food was um, a bag of lentils and a can of chicken. And that's what me and my dog ate for two days until I figured out how to get on the bus to get like anywhere. Every time, like even if you move to a new apartment, there is always new things. You won't have internet the day you show up there. Island time. Yeah, 100%. I I will say though that like, I don't know about you, but like I have never been more excited about anything in my entire life. Like 
moving to Grenada and like starting medical school was like probably the single most exciting time and like obviously I was also afraid but like I was so excited to be living on like a gorgeous island um to be doing the thing that I've been working towards for so long like just having the opportunity to start mm-hmm. I just like I I was so so excited that was just like the most like pure excitement I've ever felt it's a lot of fun because like initially when you go you don't have that added pressure I was extremely excited to like start clinicals too but it was game time day one one of the most important things uh, that we both care about is health literacy especially when it comes to the news and social media so one of the things we'd like to incorporate into our podcast is Uh, a weekly assessment of some news article that either seems ridiculous or seems real and then we'll kind of walk through how we take an analytical view of these topics or these articles and how we can safely determine if they're true or false. So this was an interesting this was an interesting article I saw online and it was it says five ways to boost your hair growth using peppermint hair oil. That does sound ridiculous. So Yeah, so like I just went through Google Scholar and looked up a couple of things and like I found an interesting paper that was published in 2014 that actually backs up what they are probably saying but not 100% true. Over the two weeks period, they saw that peppermint oil had promoted significantly more hair growth than minoxidil, but it was a rat study and it hasn't been really studied on humans as per so that's an important point um mm-hmm. so even when you find data that seems to support what you're what you're looking for it's important to note what the test subjects are in the study the study actually showed interesting data cuz so they tested bunch of rats uh over a two week period and they had mineral oils and they were comparing it to minoxidil which is basically rogaine they found like peppermint oil significantly had more hair growth so that was very interesting and also a very interesting fact i found that they used 3% peppermint oil which we don't know like like if shampoo has a 3% peppermint oil and also we have to take into account like peppermint oil is it's a mixture of different things so those things will differ the amount of results you see on like a daily basis versus what they saw in a clinical study like that. So when you stumble upon a research article that seems like it supports what you're looking for, what are the takeaways? What am I looking for in it to be like, okay, I can apply this to my life? You have to dig in a little bit. You got to make sure like the research subjects yeah. are mm-hmm. if it's old people and you're not an old person. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mhm. That's a good point cuz like you have to understand the population they chose. Was the study animals? It takes a more effort, I understand, but it is at the end a product you're going to put on your body. Mm-hmm.